Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God today. Merry Christmas uh, 2020. It's our Christmas celebration today, a remem- remembrance of the great gift that was given to us by our Father in Heaven, the gift of the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He came into this world to live an example. It's it's a Christmas day. I hope that you are you're able to perhaps listen to this before all the paper starts flying and all of the uh, all of the celebration and the food and the probably inevitable nap to follow. Uh, uh, chases you down through the day. It is a great day of celebration. Uh, We need this after the year of 2020. It hit us like a freight train. Things still are not back to normal. Uh, We have been uh, under quarantine. We have been frightened to death. We have been uh, living in the grip of what our nation has found to be very unsettling. So today we need a day of glad tidings, a, t- a day of great joy, and we, we celebrate that today. Uh, I think uh, uh, one of the things that I love about the Christmas time of year is the celebration by singing Christmas carols. Our church loves to sing Christmas carols. Uh, we look forward to every opportunity to do that. There's one particular Christmas carol that deserves our attention today. Uh, this was first told to me by a seminary teacher that I had, and uh, that was many, many, many years ago. Uh, and yet, I think it's one that's worth turning back to today. And it is, uh, it's found in our hymn book, and I'm sure it is in most everybody's hymn book, but uh, it was written, the author, the words of the hymn itself is one of America's best-loved poets. His name was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Uh, He penned this particular song in 1864, which is a significant date that you should remember. Uh, He wrote this for Christmas. It was originally entitled, quote, The Christmas Bells. Um, And so it may go under a different title in your particular hymn book. Three years prior to Longfellow having written this hymn in 1861, uh, Longfellow uh, went through a great crisis in his own life. And that really sets the tone uh, for the words that he wrote that we sing even today uh, in our church worship. Longfellow's wife, whose name was Fanny, was melting some sealing wax with a candle And as she was doing so, a few drops fell onto her dress and actually ignited her dress. And he tried to beat out the flames with his hands and in the course of doing so was badly burned across his face, his arms, his hands, and all of it was in vain. She she actually died from her burns the next morning. He himself was so badly burned that he couldn't even attend her funeral. At Christmas time of that year in 1861, uh, he wrote how inexpressibly sad were the holidays for him, that they weren't pleasant times because of the memory of what happened. One year later after that, uh, in 1862, his journal read, quote, A Merry Christmas, say the children, but that is no more for me, unquote. Meanwhile, In 1862, the Civil War was raging. That year, his son, Charles Longfellow, who was a lieutenant with the Army of the Potomac, was shot through the spine, and he was disabled for life. And so, in Christmas of 1864, Wadsworth penned these these lines, and 
uh, as a as a hymn. And you read the first two stanzas, and after verse two, there are three lines missing that are not included in most hymn books, two of which we never sing actually. But here it goes. It says this quote. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It goes on to say, it was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And number three says this that we're familiar with. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now, Longfellow knew that the Bible, he, he knew his scriptures well enough to write the next stanza as well. This story seems particularly pointed to us because of all of everybody that's listening to this podcast can testify to occasionally being overwhelmed by the hate in this world, by the division in this world, as well as the 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 notion that wrong often prevails. And if we're not careful, we can be overwhelmed by that. I wasn't in the ministry very long before it became so vivid to me that there is a hardly a family anywhere where people don't suffer and no hurt and pain because of the unrighteousness and the failings, perhaps of some family member, perhaps of a friend. Uh, if not, if not that, life just fails you. Uh, it may be the oppression of an employer. It might be. Uh, being treated carelessly by those that you work for. I've had people lose their jobs because they insisted on being in God's house on the Lord's day rather than being bullied into working seven days a week. There are women that I have had to minister to who have suffered under the hard spirit or broken vows of a husband. There are children who are bewildered, mistrustful, because they don't understand the betrayal of a parent, of one who should love them uh, uh, self-sacrificially. But all of this is just a miniature of what people all over the world have been experiencing throughout the history of the world. The atrocities, the brutality, the genocide, the unspeakable indignity, they're all around us. You pick up a newspaper, it becomes very evident. That's why this song resonates with people. It's truth as it is right now. And that song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, uh, reminds us, especially as you go through the song, that we know as Christian people the Lord, and we can have, in spite of everything that's going on, great joy in the midst of all of this. There are people that are suffering even right now. But if you know Christ as your Savior, you can rejoice this morning. You can sing the carols. You can sing joy to the world. You can sing hark the herald angels sing. You can be filled with gladness at the news of the coming of God's Son. And I want to remind us today that's reason for great celebration, for great joy that's in your heart. Listen, remember that if you're a believer today, this world is very short. 
The time that we spend here is very brief. Eternity is forever. And keep your eyes fixed on that, that because of Jesus Christ, because of his sacrifice, because he was born into this world, we have the blessed assurance of knowing that we can be reconciled to our Father. And no matter what may happen in this world, it's just temporary. And we look forward to that eternal bliss of being with our Father in heaven. Do you know him today? Do you know his heart for you? Do you sense his love and his abiding desire to have you come and be his child? If not, what better day is it than on Christmas Day to come to him, confess your sins, and to believe on the name of Jesus Christ. I'd love to help you with that. Don't hesitate to contact me. My email is pastornason at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Send me a note. Ask me a question even. Do you have a biblical question you would like to to, uh, submit that maybe we could address even on our podcast? And certainly, uh, you can get information about our ministry at heritagebaptistlaconia.org heritagebaptistlaconia.org God bless you. Merry Christmas. Enjoy God's blessings to you and serve Him with joy and gladness.